What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us for this week's Real Cold Games Cast. My name is Brady. That's Mill. That's Alex. Guys, how are we doing today? If you haven't noticed, we do have a new layout. So... New layout! <laughs> Big moves. <laughs> Big moves. And Lanky coming in clutch, talking to Fergie23. Matt Ferguson, he's a kind of funny best friend. Yeah, mm -hmm. he helped design our new logo, and yep. big shout out to him. <laughs> right down there, love it. That's gonna look good on some merch and some t-shirts and some sweatshirts. And oh, yeah. if I can, if I can figure out a way to get a transparent pillow made where the inside is a controller, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> that. <laughs> that sounds complex, but it could happen. I know, or, or Jello mold, whatever. I really don't care. Actually. <laughs> Something I nice probably could get on the store is like one of those LED crystals, you know, where it's like the light in the bottom and you see the thing in the, in the middle. Yeah. Do that. Kind of like a that. salt lamp kind of thing. Yeah, we could do that. We could figure that out. <laughs> It'd be like 120 bucks, but we could figure that out. But yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? You know? Why not? Fuck it. Need something in the background. But everybody, thank you for joining us this week. If you didn't notice, we did not have a show last week because of everything that was happening happening in our country. Uh, we are obviously strong supporters of Black Lives Matter. If you focus on any of our social medias, uh, there's a lot going on in the country. You know, you can donate, protest, whatever you want to do. Um, if you are not, you know, a supporter of that movement, you know that you're entitled to your opinion. But you know. You're, you don't, you're not needed in this community if you don't share the same kind of sentiment. But what we are going to talk about this week, since it is or was supposed to be E3 week, what are some of our favorite moments? We don't have anything to watch this week except for the PS5 event that is happening on Thursday. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow uh, as of recording. And yes, yesterday I'm, as of posting. I'm, yeah. Yep, that's true. <laughs> but I just rewatched before we uh, to get my ideas for this topic. I rewatched uh, PlayStation's 2015 and 2016 E3 conferences, and I was like, <laughs> I they've blown my expectations like way too high. Where I'm <laughs> when I was going into it, I was like, uh, I don't know. They could do. They could like just announce a couple big games or it could be a lot of big games, but now I'm expecting the best. <laughs> so I'm probably going to get crushed if nothing, if it doesn't happen the way I want it to. Yep. And as of posting, we will have a VOD up on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash real cold games of our live reacts. Me and Linky will be watching that mill. Eh, he's not going to be watching. He's got a big boy. He's got a big boy job to do in the afternoon. I so. have to steal work. I'm gonna try. I told you before. I'm gonna try to leave early, but outside. Yep. He might. He uh, might hop I'll, in the second right. it starts. I'll, I'll be watching it. I'll be probably. I'll for sure be probably be watching it still. Just. Yep. In the background, <laughs> I won't be able to uh, live stream with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, if it's going poorly, Mill could be the big reveal. Him joining the call. Yeah. That's that's a big surprise that we need. <laughs> 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 all right so lanky you have a lot you said so let's just get started with you what are some of your most memorable or epic or favorite you know they don't have to be good ones just things that really stand out to you about e3 yeah so like i just said i watched uh 2015 and 2016 playstation conferences and i pulled i realized that all of the moments that I remember, that like the biggest moments that I remember from E3 are from those two conferences. 
I didn't yeah. know it before I went back and rewatched those. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start with God of War 2018's announcement, mm-hmm. which I believe was the very beginning of uh, E3 2016 for PlayStation. Yeah, they opened with it. Yeah. Yeah. They opened with the, they had the, uh, that was the E3 conference where they had the full symphony orchestra there and they yes. were playing the themes of the games as the trailers were going on and that kind of stuff. And it's awesome. it just, and it was had, like awesome. the moving panels and yeah. Yep. yep. And I just rewatched the part with God of War and the, there's, you see Atreus out in the snow outside of their house playing with his toys. And then you hear Kratos call for him. He just says, boy, which of course is the big meme that that game got turned into. And, uh, and my favorite part of the reveal is rewatching it just now. I noticed that there's someone while Kratos is talking to him. You don't see him yet. He's hidden like in the shadows in the house. And as he's talking, I hear someone in the crowd of the PlayStation press conference go, wait, <laughs> like they figured they put two and two together that that was that was Kratos's voice and that they were going to announce the next God of War game. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> wow. it, no, that's right, because they didn't have a title screen going into it. It was just oh. there it is. They played they played the God of War theme. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's really. I know that the main theme has been used in the past titles. I don't know. I think this one was a little bit different, though, so people weren't sure it or was something little, like that. It was that. changed up a little bit, yeah. Yeah. You could still tell, but it was, yeah, it just changed up a little bit. But yeah, it was kind of the... Seeing Kratos as, like, an old man with his big beard, speaking of which... Mm-hmm. Where's Brady, Mel? <laughs> Where is he? I thought he was going to go. Who's this imposter? <laughs> Who is this beardless man? <laughs> it's hot mold on in that damn thing. Shut up. He killed Brady and took his spot. Anyway. I, need, I needed a reset. <laughs> right, so if anybody was wondering, we do have remnants of Brady's beard uh, for sale <laughs> on uh, the black market. Yeah. Uh, they're going for about 25 to 50 bucks <laughs> per bushel. It looked like I just little, shaved a little, fucking pot of baggies. Little baggies of Brady's beard. Yeah, about a dime bag. We'll get you a couple strands. <laughs> uh, but mine, I believe, is was also from 2016. Uh, the end of the Xbox conference where Anthem gameplay happened. I'm not saying this is the best thing, but holy shit, did they sell the crap out of that game? And it was all downhill after that. It was the coolest looking Iron Man game mm-hmm. that never was. That never was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, we know they're rebooting Anthem. They're going to do like Anthem 2.0 without doing Anthem 2. Whenever that happens, I will, I will be down to try it at least. But oh my god, like that gameplay reveal! I mean, going through the waterfalls and like, oh my gosh, like that was amazing. Of course, I was watching the kind of funny watch along, and and Andy Cortez just like his jaw hit the ground, like it was just hilarious. Nitro rifle, yep. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, that's probably one of, in terms of like a, a gameplay reveal. I mean, I'm, I know one that you have coming up at least that's probably going to rival, if not dwarf it, Lanky. Um, but for like an Xbox conference, that Anthem reveal where they showed basically 99% of the game and like 99% of the good stuff because they didn't touch on what was going on after, you know, end game and stuff. Um, but that initial hype that came out of that trailer, oh boy. That was a good one. Yeah, I was excited for Anthem. It sold me as mm-hmm. someone who 
wasn't really into uh, looter shooters, I guess you can call them. I don't, I don't like oh, yeah. that term, but <laughs> as you're downloading <laughs> was, Destiny, at the time shooters. I wasn't, I wasn't really into them. As, uh, aside from the Division and the Division Two, mm-hmm. but I guess the Division Two hadn't come out yet. So just the Division series was like so up my alley, where you're going around like real world places and it's all dystopian and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. where stuff has fallen apart. But yeah, it definitely caught my eye as the flight mechanics where you the I think one of the first gameplays they showed is you were flying around in the sky and then all of a sudden you dove straight into water and you were automatically like you were swimming underwater and there was a bunch of stuff to find under there, even though that wasn't the case in the game. (laughs) No, like it like they, they showed all the cool like they showed all the coolness in that. Uh, like all the mechanics were the cool part about Anthem. Like, let's be real. Like, playing the game is great. It's just once you got to a certain point, it just turned into nothing. Like, it was it was thinner than Destiny One was after you hit level thirty. Like, it was bad. yeah, yeah. The flight of Anthem is great, and I also really liked that they kind of adopted the combat from Mass Effect, the Mass Effect franchise, mm-hmm. where there's like primers and detonators with your abilities where you're where a teammate's gonna throw a certain i don't even remember the abilities it was like if you were playing like the storm like the the weather guy and you threw an ice down and if i was playing the tank and i threw a bomb down it yeah it it detonated it yeah yeah and it would do like bonus damage to Mm -hmm. them if you comboed your attacks like that which i really liked i thought the combat was fun but again there was no story and there was no end game after you beat the story that it didn't matter. <laughs> the story was, hey, there was a storm once. There was a bad guy, and that's it. Like, yep, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it was probably one of the, it was one of the funnest games to play that didn't have a story. I guess I could say that. So, mm-hmm. uh, Mill, what do you have for us? Uh, all right. So I was gonna go the Xbox route. Um, one of the E3 announcements that I didn't see live, but I saw a video of it and I was actually like surprised myself mm-hmm. um, was the Keanu Reeves ah, when he walked yeah. on stage for Cyberpunk. <laughs> I'm glad like, you did the first one. Like the reason I picked that is because like at this time, like I know, I'm sure there's been other celebrities in E3 history like that, yeah. you know, came out for reveals and I'm sure it's not like big, big hype about it, but um the reason I thought that was special is because that was around a time when John Wick 3 just came out. Yep. Um, they've announced that they're, they're making an, um, another uh, Matrix. Yeah. Matrix Ford. Yeah. They just announced that yeah. like this week. So, like, this is like the hype. Like, he's like Twitter, Twitter mm-hmm. tr- trending right now. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, I thought yeah. that was a pretty good event. Like, I thought that was definitely shocking to see that he would be actually in the game, too. And I'm curious to see how that game turns out. Cyberpunk? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, I feel like it's being overhyped, and it's going to underdeliver at this point. I just, yeah. like, there's no way it can live up. Everybody's expecting it to be a 13 out of 10, and I'm not sure what's going to happen with that. <laughs> I, I hope it is. I hope it's a 13 out of 10. Maybe it's an 11 out of 10. Seventeen. <laughs> I, I, just, I just noticed I had an Amazon box in the background. <laughs> Uh oh! Is he about to pull out a Cyberpunk Xbox One X Special Edition? What is that? What is that? Halo. Oh, Halo Energy Sword. <laughs> so I'm redoing my office, and I'm getting a bunch of flair, 
and I got lights coming, all that kind of fun shit. <laughs> and I, until I like looked in my framing, I didn't see the the box was back there. But I'm gonna be doing a studio tour here once my lights from China arrive. You know, in probably like six weeks. But now you're gonna, <laughs> or now you're gonna, now you're gonna sword cancel people from across the map. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh wait 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 wait. Don't do it. You're gonna knock your camera off. You're gonna knock your monitor over. It's gonna be a disaster. I got a needler too. Wait, what? where are you getting these from? Amazon bish. <laughs> and then a bunch of Funko Pops. But yeah, um, Keanu Reeves. I mean, yeah, it's everything's a hype train. And if we're talking about Keanu Reeves, Bill and Ted just got a new trailer. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how Cyberpunk goes. I'm hyped. I mean, I it, it's, Pro, it's Project Red. I mean, it's not going to be bad by any means. Like any yeah, stretch of the imagination. It's how good is it going to be? So Yeah, exactly. We shall see. Yeah, it, the the gameplay looks good from it from what I saw, but yeah. I, and, I and that's the whole thing too. It's like you know, the, the main part in that game. He's a he's like a sidekick from what I've been told. Really? Or, or not from what I've been told, but from what I've seen. He isn't like a he isn't like one of the, the main characters, but he like accompanies you the whole way. He's like your Samwise, you know, Lord of the Rings. I watched it today if you haven't if you can't tell. Um by the reference. <laughs> but yeah, like from what the rumors were on Twitter, what it seemed like everybody was saying, like he accompanies you on your journey, but he isn't like the main player. He isn't like a gang leader or something like that, from what I've seen. I don't think it's a spoiler at all, but I've heard that your player character is the only person that can see him. Like he's like talking to you directly. No one else knows that he's there. So he's like like a subconscious or something like that. Like your he must be like a AI or some sort of thing like that. I don't know. Malware. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, Lanky, what is next on your list? All right, next up. I have another moment that it was from the same conference in 2016 as God of War. It's mm-hmm. Spider-Man it PS4, yep. where I this was a reveal that uh, my girlfriend Katie was in the room with me when I, we were watching it, the conference together, mm-hmm. and it shows Insomniac Games logo, and then it just shows a street in New York, and it's voiceover of Spider-Man, but you don't mm-hmm. know it at the time. And then he says something about being a guy from Queens and then it flashes the Marvel symbol. And I was like, Oh my God, this, <laughs> like their sucker punch is not making the Spider-Man game. Insomniac is because those were the heavy rumors leading into that conference was that sucker punch's next game was going to be a Spider-Man game. Right. And when Spider-Man like, he like jumps into frame and like clings onto the wall. I like fell out of my chair. I was like, like <laughs> playing dead. I was like, oh my God, they're making a Spider-Man game that's only on PS4. Wow. And that game is one of my favorites. It's not like amazing. It's not War, but it is better than yeah. most. Yeah, but it's like, I want to say it's the best superhero game, hands down, in my opinion. I think it does the Arkham stuff better than Arkham did. That's where I was going with that. Is the fighting is obviously inspired, if not just copy and paste it from Arkham with Spider-Man yeah. flair. Yes, um, it is very much Arkham. It's re- it's really about which worlds do you like more, Batman or Spider-Man? So yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, that gameplay was amazing. They did they show HUD? I don't remember because that was a big thing. No, they didn't. That's what I was. Yeah, yep. you make a good point. So that entire trailer was gameplay 
and they said so after the event but no one believed them they thought it was just like buzzword mm -hmm. kind of stuff that they were making it up and there was going to be serious like degradation on launch mm -hmm. but that actually is what spider-man plays like and i believe that mm -hmm. that's actually one of the missions you play through it is that's one of the first missions um when you're chasing the helicopter or not chasing well yeah chasing the helicopter yeah. Through New York, yeah. Um, and then you find out Mr. Negative or whatever his name is is that guy. Um, yeah. So the big thing with that, I remember, is that is what it played like. That's not what it looked like, though. Because oh, there was the puddles, yeah. puddle gate, puddle gate. Yes, that was. A, <laughs> I don't know why that was a thing, but all the reflective puddles that were in the level were not in the actual game. But those are some good ass puddles. You want to know why that's a thing? It's because gamers are going to game, you know? They're going to get mad yeah. about dumb stuff. Yeah. True. A damn puddle didn't have the texture realization and 300 DPI per inch. <laughs> <laughs> like, shut up. Okay. So I'm going to take one. I don't think this is going to be on Mill's list. It isn't Xbox One. Um, so what, what was it? I believe it was. I think I have it here. 2015 yeah it must be i think it's 2015 or 2016 i think it was 2015 um when on the xbox uh stage you know they like hey we're gonna do this we're gonna do this and then oh but we're also going to do this and then the screen went black and then the og xbox boot up started only to find out that they're bringing og xbox games to game pass that is Still, like, like that was one of the most hype moments ever, and they back they brought things back like Knights of the Old Republic, Panzer Dragoon, which is that where you got your name from? No. What what is Dragoon <laughs> from? That's the only time I've ever heard Dragoon. Uh, Dragoons are from they typically are in like JRPGs. They're people that can oh. either like control or they ride on top of dragons. Oh, okay. Got it. They That's also, right. I believe they also have a real world application where it's like, uh, sometimes like cavalry men are called dragoons, like people that ride on horses in like medieval conflict. I once knew someone who could ride a, among dragons. <laughs> Khaleesi. Was their name? Was it Khaleesi? She was, she was the breaker of, breaker of chains. <laughs> and 19 other damn titles. Uh, <laughs> the, where are my the dragons? Un, the unburnt. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, but uh when we're talking about xbox og backwards compatibility we i automatically go to one of my top three games that needs to be remade remastered i've talked about it almost every podcast just give me need for speed underground on og <laughs> xbox backwards compat that's all i'm fucking asking for i was gonna say that as well. i don't care somehow, somehow turned into a remake slash remaster wish list for i don't care like that is if if they come out with that, I'm not like, forget Destiny. That's all I'm playing, especially if they put out Underground Two. My Escalade is gonna be drifting all across the damn road. So maybe yeah. maybe they'll look at the success of Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two remake coming out this fall, and then maybe Be fucking better. About, maybe no, I didn't finish. Maybe in about 15 years, you'll get a Need for Speed Underground One and Two remake because that's how slow EA. I'll still is. take it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But quick uh, interruption. I just remembered that this happened. Mill, there's some artwork yeah. over your left shoulder. You want to give that a shout out? I forgot all about that. Oh, yeah. Let's get it. All right. So oh, I don't know what this is. <laughs> this is a surprise to me. So a friend of mine um, 
that I used to, that we used to play, oh God, we used to play Call of Duty back in the day, back when Modern Warfare 2 first came out. And it, it used to be me, my clan, and then her and her friends. And we were just, it was nonstop just pawning people, right? So nowadays she's got into painting. And so I asked her, I said, hey, um, I want I want a painting to incorporate um, a lot of the games that me and my girlfriend likes and that we play and I like and that she likes. So one of the games that me and her do play together a lot is Simpsons Bowling down at Pixel, which is in our building. Pixel Brewing, <laughs> shouts out. Um, so Simpsons Bowling, um, Crash Bandicoot, Mr. and Mrs. Pac-Man, Sonic, and then obviously Mario. So. Yeah, that's legit that. like that's awesome <laughs> that's not like a that's not a print that is a painting this is a painting yes yeah like i'm definitely going to be reaching out to her uh what was her tag on instagram just in case anybody who sees this uh she has two oh, tags i'm not sure if she wants to go by the it's uh sweet underscore d's d-e-e-z underscore mm-hmm. art yep sweet so i will be getting something made um because that was that's amazing awesome. Yeah, no, yeah, and it was it was it was cheap too. Like, and, it, and she got it done in like less than maybe, maybe two two three weeks, maybe. Damn. Okay. So she what she does is she puts um, she makes sure that she put valuable time into it, so that way she's not like doing multiple paintings at once. She's once she starts working on your painting, mm-hmm. she sticks to it, so she's done. So oh, that's what yeah. I like. I like that about it too. She's targeted. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, that was my OG back compat talk. I love it. Where's my need for speed? Yes. Uh, Mill, what's one of your next ones? I had another one. Um, reveal that I want to say they did back. Kind of here. Added here. I'm just kidding. 2007. This is before I even started playing. Call of Duty. Oh my gosh. And playing Call of Duty 2008, 2009, Modern Warfare 2. But 2007, um, it came out with Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. This was an announcement at uh, E3 for that year. And I don't know, do you guys remember seeing it? I obviously didn't see it, but I remember. 2007 or 8. Um, I didn't, I remember uh, I was not watching, I was not watching E3 religiously back then because it's not mm-hmm. like it is today at all. But I I remember there being, like, news articles about Call of Duty and stuff. That's really about it. Yeah. The only thing I remember seeing is the mission where it's Soap and... No, it's Price and McMillan, I think was his name, and they're in the ghillie suits, and they're going around in uh, Chernobyl. They're like going through that area, mm-hmm. and it's the it's the big sniper mission from yeah. that campaign. I love that and this was this was the first the first Call of Duty four. Yep, Modern Warfare. Yeah, I remember I remember that that was in the that was the gameplay that they showed, but I don't think I actually watched like any conference or anything like that that had the that they showed it off at. I think I just saw the video on YouTube or something after that. Yeah. And this, the, what made this game, the reveal for this game big is because all the previous Call of Duty games was mainly focused on like uh, World War II shooters and retro, stuff like that. Uh, and, yeah. History yeah. Wars, not Retro Wars, History Wars, yes. Yeah. yeah. Retro Wars. <laughs> like the 70s. Yeah. The, I lived through the war of the SNES. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then this this game, when it was revealed in like the trailer for it at E3 that year, that it was like more so over the modern, hence the name Modern Warfare, but mm-hmm. uh, it was more of sort of the modern shooters, like with today's guns and everything. So I thought that was a yep. big turning event for Call of Duty That's- announcements, announcements wise for E3. So yeah, I mean, if we're talking about like a turning point in games, I mean, Call of Duty, you know, Modern Warfare was definitely it. I mean, before that, what mm-hmm. did we have? Ghost Recon. Like break, mm-hmm. like, like wild breakpoints or whatever it was, or whatever. Like there was Halo. a couple. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean for like current, we'll say, oh, te- current like modern line. kind of uh, shooters. I think there was like a Ghost yeah. Recon one at one point, and that was really about yeah. it. Um, yeah. Advanced Warfighter, yeah, those games were is. like yes, those games were like Afghanistan, Iraq kind of wars. Mm-hmm. And they had like yeah. some advanced technology, but yeah, it was nowhere near on the scale and wasn't as fun as this. But if we're gonna say yeah, a turning point for games, I mean, Modern Warfare is you know probably one of the yeah. top few top moments up there so yeah and it was one of those moments where let's call it um the makers of call of duty let people know that hey we don't have to keep doing you know the old mm-hmm. world war one world war two type of style of games and so they came out with modern warfare modern warfare 2 they came out with ghost um obviously you know advanced infinite infinite warfare which the terrible <laughs> don't even get me started on john snow <laughs> Yeah. Side <laughs> note on that, the 2015 conference, I believe, had the like gameplay demo of Infinite Warfare, and I had Uh-oh. to skip. I just skipped past it. I was like, I can't watch this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wanted those games to do well. Like I'll still like that's still something where I would go through the campaign, but you are not going to get me on multiplayer. Like, like I'll, I will experience a story you're trying to tell, and people put thousands of hours trying to build. Sure, yeah, but fuck no, I'm not touching multiplayer in that. Like, no. if I want that kind of stuff, I'm t- I'm playing Titanfall. That multiplayer yeah. was the worst. It was yeah, like the, it was the least Call of Duty multiplayer I've ever played. It was <laughs> it was a blend of Call of Duty, Titanfall, and Halo. It was terrible, dude. And it was like just like it did not come out well either. Yeah. No. <laughs> At that point, I would I was I would have rather play uh, the story, the campaign mode or the, or the special ops mode or something like that. But mm-hmm. multiplayer was not like, and eh, I really want to play this today. I think yeah, I got the yeah. games only only play like one or two games. Like, yep, that's it. I just dropped it and just walked away. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not playing this game anymore. Like, it's just look, there's certain games where you can just tell like it's okay. I can I can play for like a half an hour, and then that's it. Like. Yeah. If, if you're if you're if you have the day off and you're playing if you're playing planning on playing like Warzone or something, you know you're spending at least three four hours into that thing. You know, speaking of which, uh, the new season comes out tonight at one a.m. Weird ass timing, but whatever. It's a weird choice for sure. <laughs> like why was why wasn't that like a eight a.m. thing? But whatever, I, I digress. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Lanky, what's next? Next on my list, I actually have something that just like struck me as an interesting moment in the jazzy thing. Let's go. In the 2015 conference for PlayStation is they had this huge Star Wars segment. Well, not huge, but they had a pretty lengthy Star Wars segment where they showed at that time, uh, Battlefront One had or Battlefront Reboot One hadn't come out yet. What Battlefront? You you want to take that again? You want to try it again? Battlefront re- Reboot 1? I don't know. Battlefront 1? <laughs> it's not Battlefront 1, though, because Battlefront 1 was on PS2. It's the yeah. real. That's the real Battlefront 1. Battlefront, uh... <laughs> Hashtag the... not my Battlefront 1. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but that game hadn't come out yet, and I know that Mill said that he enjoyed it, and I actually yeah. I played a decent amount of it too, but mm-hmm. I still thought it wasn't great at the time. Yeah, but I, yeah, I did like Battlefront one when it came out, but yeah, Battlefront two was way better. Oh yeah, definitely. But PlayStation uh, basically had this Star Wars segment where they kind of like showboated like, hey, we have a bu- the Star Wars license games coming to our console. And we're going to butcher it. Yeah, and Battlefront came out and that was a flop. And then the other like technically game, I, don't, I wouldn't count it as a game, is Disney Infinity had those Star Wars mm. uh, character and level packs that came out. Wasn't that supposed to be like a Skylander type thing? Yeah, it was a toys to life type game for Disney properties. They eventually they started out with just like uh, Mulan and like Hercules, like the classic Disney movies, and then they eventually branched out to Marvel characters and Star Wars characters. And then that studio shut down <laughs> because, as most toys to life games, they didn't make money. <laughs> no, <laughs> you make you make money want... selling the toys when people stop buying the toys. The operational yeah. cost of the game just starts sucking. So yeah. yeah, I think I actually have two toys back there. Pruitt. I have, uh, I have. Oh, I'll, I'll go get them. <laughs> <laughs> get your toys, dude. I bet it's Goofy and Pluto. All right. I don't own Disney Infinity, but I have Black Suit Spider Man. Okay, because I'll off on that. Fuck yeah. Fuck oh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> and I have whatever Cora, I think is her name from Tron, Olivia Wilde's character. I didn't From Tron? Tron no. Legacy. Yeah, no. the the second Tron movie. Mm. Never watched I it. To, just because I thought they looked cool. I which is weird because I'm not even an amiibo guy. I don't buy yep. amiibos even though I love Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but they had they had these Disney Infinity uh characters and level packs shown off in their showcase and that game also just flopped so it was interesting re-watching those conferences the conferences to see that where they're like hey we have star wars licenses like basically suck at xbox like <laughs> it was very clear like they started out the segment by just showing the star wars logo on the screen mm-hmm. they were, it was very clear that they were trying to make a statement <laughs> and neither of those games panned out for them nice try though yeah, <laughs> you try. Speaking Not so much as like a favorite movie. That's something yeah. that stood out to me when I was rewatching those. I was saying they don't have to be your favorite moments, but memorable. But speaking yeah. of amiibos, segue into Nintendo games. Segue into Smash Brothers. The everyone <laughs> is here announcement, where everybody who has ever been in any Smash Brothers game is now in the Switch Smash. That was like, crazy. Like. That that reveal and like the the snowball effect reveal that they had like oh hey we have nine thousand music tracks in here we have eight hundred levels and nine like another seventeen thousand characters like when you like when you're trying to go in a character select screen it's like a existential crisis because you don't know who to pick because there's so many damn fighters like yeah. when yeah. when they went through the whole character list and yeah of course they had a handful of reveals for those um what are they called battle or fight pass battle pass fighter packs fighter pass something like that the dlc characters whatever Um, everyone's got a different name for those (laughs) yeah battle pass that's like fortnite um but 
when they went down the whole rabbit hole, you saw, like, let's just talk about the whole Smash reveal, like, as a whole, I think, for just a second here. So, what was, what was um, the very first time we saw the logo was when they, the, when we, they made us think that it was, like, a Splatoon thing. Yeah, they and had then, inkling. And then the inkling character. turned around, and then the glint in their eye was the Smash logo turned around, big fireball, and then you start seeing the silhouettes of all these characters, like Link of the like Breath of the Wild Link, and all this insanity. Obviously, you can tell there was being a bunch of characters, but you wouldn't expect every single person who's ever been in, excuse me, in a Smash game, to be in, no. a, in that Smash. Like we yeah. knew, it, and we that knew was, it was that's a pre-DLC. Yeah, we knew it was a possibility, but. There's no chance that you would be able to predict, like, Smash Bros. Ultimate is going to come out and every character is going to be in it from pre- <laughs> like, like, they're going to get Snake back. They're going to get, uh, yeah. who else? There's other third party Sonic. Sonic, uh, they had. Yep. And they're going to get other third party characters back for this game. And Pokemon yeah. Trainer proper. Um, but if there's, like, ever a game that smashed expectations, nah, pun intended, it is, <laughs> it's, it's Smash Bros. I mean, one, it had all the characters. It also had every. <laughs> it also had like every music track they had in there, plus extras. Every level plus extras, and then that weird spirit sticker system thing. I really didn't care about that whatsoever. I mean, Tim Gettys, I never, kudos to you, I sir, nev- for getting all the spirits. I think, but yeah, seriously, mad man. Yeah, I like, never played. I never played the campaign, and I never. I tried played enough to, go to unlock the characters. Stickers. That was it. I, didn't I, I mean, I was that. really hoping for. You know, like um, the one that was on the original Wii uh, was that melee brawl, brawl, like a brawl type campaign where it's a you know twenty thirty hours you play with every character, and then once this game came out, I realized why it can't be that because if you play with every character, this campaign's like seventy hours long because it's gonna be, there's gonna be an eighty characters. hour JRPG <laughs> exactly. So I mean, I, I appreciate that they did that; it gives us plenty of choices. But you know, quick tangent. F the spirit mode. Um, Fuck it. Yeah, like it's it's a way. It's like it sucks. Damn. <laughs> That's for people like how you collect really things. <laughs> yeah. But if you like collecting things, cool. If that's your jam, awesome. Not for me. I'm playing Smash to go through an actual campaign with like a kind of story. After I mean, Brawl definitely set that expectation at that point. Where okay. Uh, what was it called? Subspace Emissary. That's what it was called. Yep. Um, like after that, I expected every Smash game to have a proper, you know, campaign storytelling arc. I mean, whatever. High expectations. If they, 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 with everything they put into it, I can't be mad at it. But that's the one thing. Like I really wish it was missing. Otherwise, it definitely would have been like my game of the year that year. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of love and care that they mm-hmm. put into the Smash Bros. games, and I I agree. I think uh, Smash Bros. Brawl, the Subspace Emissary, was one of the coolest campaigns I've ever played through, where it's all of these characters from mm-hmm. generations of gaming that come together, and there's cutscenes of them talk. Well, not really talking they to go, each other because most yeah most Nintendo characters just go wahoo. But but it was just like awesome to see scenes of them together and how they introduced characters mm-hmm. going to um going to Solid Snake's place. I think what is yeah. it called? I don't remember. 
Uh, my favorite part was it wasn't that you always like f- like did a side like a side fight with them like you know Mortal Kombat you you fight with all the players but they also had like these platforming levels with every character too so you actually learned how to move with them that's what was so good and that's what I was hoping for with this one but when they didn't have anything close to that yeah it was a little disappointing I mean it was basically like a Mario level but this time you got to use Donkey Kong you got to use Yoshi whatever it's whatever the hell it was and it it really did teach you how to move with every character instead of just okay toward b down b whatever it's going to be <laughs> so yeah yeah that was that yeah i love me some smash brothers but that's definitely going to be one of our extra life games so yeah it's crazy that it's i think you touched on it a little bit but it's nuts that they put every character it from previous games into Smash Brothers Ultimate, but then they also started adding. They also went as far as to add DLC characters to it, like Banjo. It's not, it's not just going to be legacy characters, yeah. And we're seeing more third-party characters like Joker from Persona that, and oh, Banjo That's Kazumi. the one that really got me. Yeah, that's nuts. Like, I never thought that I would see that, even though we've already had this established history of Solid Snake, Sonic, Pac-Man, mm-hmm. Duck Hunt Dog, or I guess Duck Hunt is Nintendo. But I mean, there's other third-party ones. But, like, as something, you know, this, you know, for lack of a better phrase, as Japanese-focused as Persona is, I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. that to come into Smash, which seems to be a lot more Eastern, I'm sorry, Western-focused, you know, in terms of, like, their characters yeah. and that kind of a thing. Yeah, Cloud is what I was thinking of, but mm-hmm. Final Fantasy games were on SNES, I believe. I believe there was a couple of them on there, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Don't at me. Don't attack me. <laughs> Adam, Adam <laughs> so hard. Fine, at me. I'm I'm new to Final Fantasy. Don't, okay? Don't you hurt only beat Sephiroth on hard mode. God. That's true. Yeah. I bear his feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Is it my turn or is it? No, it's Mill's turn. turn. Okay. Oh, is it? Okay. So I was going to, this is actually like a three part. That's fine. Two part. First question. Actually, I want to ask this question. Do you guys remember when Xbox revealed or announced Project Scarlet? Yes. Scarlet. Which which one's Scarlet? So Project Scarlet was like 2015. That was the Series X. The the Series X. The One X. Yes. No. No, no, no. Scarlet. Oh, so was it the one X? It was supposed to be the, the new one, the Xbox Scar- Series, but they Scarlet's just completely the got rid of the name Scarlet. It just came oh, out with yeah, Xbox yeah, yeah. Series. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was at uh, Game Awards last year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that, that's the one X. Sorry, it was just. Yeah. Oh. So the reason I asked that is because I was just curious: that is that possibly another Xbox project that's coming out, or is that did they just? Okay, so full disclosure that. on this discussion, I my day job is I do work at Microsoft. I have zero insider knowledge. I know nothing about any of the crap that's about to come out of my mouth. <laughs> the idea was there will I, be... <laughs> I can also talk. The uh, idea you... was um, from everybody's rumors that this was going to be a two-stage thing, that there's going to be like the big, hard you know, series X box, which is going to be the physical thing. But then there's also going to be a small, a small streaming machine. That'd be like a hundred bucks, similar to Google Stadia that operated with like game pass and a very small hard drive. With that being said, yeah. I'm just talking about rumors. Lanky, you can take the conversation from here. So I don't get fired. Yeah. 
I don't want to. I don't want to risk your job. I will talk about it for a little bit. Um, yeah, recent rumors this week have surfaced that there is going to be another version of the series Xbox, like like Xbox Series X is the one we know of right now. Mm-hmm. There's rumors that, that there's going to be an Xbox Series S is what it's apparently going to be called. We don't know that for sure. Oh, but that is going to be a cheaper C for cloud. Series what? They should have said a Series C for cloud. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't even know. No, this this is a long discussion, but I don't know if there's it's going to be a strictly streaming box. I think it's just going to be a cheaper option that doesn't have yep. the best like GPU and or not GPU, but the best graphics card and processor inside it that the series x is going to have obviously because xbox mm-hmm. wants to push on from the xbox one x they want to push on for those graphics like overhauls basically mm-hmm. yeah. so i think that's going to have the technology of a series x but it's definitely not going to have the obviously the the girth of a series x so it's going to be like probably like a one x like power Maybe a little bit lesser, but it has all of the technology yeah. that's been installed with the Series X. That'd be my guess yeah. on how that works. I could, yeah, I could see that where it's it, it's just a cheaper version of the One X that's currently well, not cheaper version. It's not going to be exactly the same, mm-hmm. but it's going to be similar to the One X, but it's going to be an entry point for people that don't want to drop five hundred dollars or four fifty or whatever the new consoles are going to be on that kind of upgrade they just want to play the games they just want to play games like mm-hmm. it's not anything about they want the new technology they like want that. the new games they just don't care about 4k 60 on everything you know? yeah uh, these are just rumors right so this is mm-hmm. this is possibly yeah. not a thing right? yeah this hasn't been yeah. confirmed yet uh, apparently the rumors are also that the event where microsoft or xbox i should say xbox not microsoft Xbox was going to announce this has been pushed back like a couple months to August. So we might not even know if this is true or not until late summer. Wait, are you talking about the July conference? No, not the first, not the, not that one. There's a different one that they hadn't talked about that someone, there's other sources in the games media industry that talked about it that say that it has been pushed back to August. So we'll see, we'll see if that's true first off, and then we'll see if there even is a second skew of Xbox at launch. Which if, if history says anything since they came out with the one, there's going to be multiple skews. I think they're not because obviously they want the leg up on PlayStation. And how do you get the leg up when you're talking about getting people into the new generation with, you know, that maybe don't have, like you said, that $500. Also, by the way, I saw a PlayStation rumor, $600 for the PS5. Um, what? I'm, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that, that, that's, that's, that's what like, came I'll up. I'll take two. <laughs> yeah. That's what came up on, on like a... It, no, it Sony, $1,200. That's my final offer. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. Um, but that was like a, a store leak reveal. So take that with a grain of salt. I mean, whatever. Um, but like, how do you get the leg up and gain the new people into the generation when you've already built the ecosystem of Game Pass? It's, okay, we have the Series X. That, that's the big boy machine. Then you got the little brother that at least gets them into the ecosystem, gets them all the technology without... Obviously, like we talked about, you know, 4K 60, whatever it's going to be, it gets people in there, 
And then once they get that next gen console, they're in. I mean, unless you're, you know, able to get multiple next gen consoles, you know, PS5, Series X, whatever it's going to be, you know, this mm-hmm. doesn't apply to you necessarily. But when if you like if you have to take a choice and a lot of the time, I mean, let's just say it. If people have their parents buy them consoles, we're going to say high school kids, younger. I mean, whatever the situation is, a lot of the time they're going to see like, okay, we'll say a $600 price tag versus a new two or $300 smaller or streaming only, um, you know, with like project X cloud or something like that. Let's incorporate that. And like for double the price, that kid is going to have to make one hell of a sales point and say, "Oh, God of War two, Horizon two. That's not going to be enough to sway a child, to sway a parent." So, well, I really do think there's going to be multiple I can skews. Kill Norse gods in this game. If we don't get the Thor fight, okay, you know, oh, spoilers. I mean, spoilers. but I like I really think this is going to be a trilogy. We're not going to get the Odin fight because it, it's not just Thor. Odin is chasing Kratos too. If we don't get the double, Thor fight, double, triple, quadruple spoilers. Do you think? Do you think Atreus is going to kill Kratos like the prophecy said? Because I think he is. That'll be the third game. I think we need. I think, I, I think you're eventually going to take over as Atreus after he kills Kratos. I think that would be the third game, though. I think it'll be, you know, fight like number two, the Thor fight. Like, there's no way they just come out of this and then Thor waits like thirty years or something like that, and then Atreus is middle. You know, like 30 years old or whatever it is, and then go from there. I think it's going to be God of War 2 will pick up either right after or shortly after God of War 1. This is a side note to our side note. We might find out tomorrow. Side note, side note, side note. <laughs> this is a try note to our try note. I fucking hope so. <laughs> all right, we're done with that tangent. But hopefully Thor and the next God of War 2 game. That's, that's all we I honestly don't know what we were talking about before we went um, off. Um, we were talking. Mill asked us. Mill asked us about the Xbox the, the release. Yeah, we were talking about different was that, your only, was that your only question, or were you driving towards something else? No, that was the. Well, I asked about that, but I was going to announce the um the. I was talking about the PlayStation Four reveal. Mm-hmm. Okay. For E3. So the reason I was going to bring that up is because I'm he's live. I feel like that was a big reveal because of the success that I figured. You just cut out there for like five seconds. Can you repeat that? What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I did that. Um, But no, I was talking about the PlayStation 4 reveal for E3. Okay. Um, Like I said, I didn't see the, I don't see these live. I just see videos after, you know, Mm -hmm. after the fact. But I was gonna ask you, Lanky, what did you, how did you feel about that? Because at that point, I mean, no one really knew that PlayStation Four was gonna have as much success as it has. Yeah, definitely, uh, especially after PS Three, where yeah. Sony. Oh, that was a great launch, wasn't it? Sony <laughs> came out and said, "You're gonna pay six hundred dollars for our console, dollars and your firstborn for a PS3. <laughs> <laughs> for our PS Three. The the console that they can't even hit backwards compatibility with because they use cell processors instead of just sticking with normal stuff that everyone else was doing. Yeah. Anyway. That yeah, sounds I pretty, was... uh, you know, familiar. Xbox, hey, this is going to be your TV <laughs> box too. Yep, yep. That's actually, that actually leads into my next point, which I can talk about after this. But what 
I thought that the PS4 reveal, which in the first one happened in February, but it was kind of like it was just a little bit of details, and then E3 was really the blowout where we got the price and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought that they were slam dunking against Xbox, who they had their conference before them, and mm-hmm. PlayStation just listened, and they had to be they had to just be sitting there and being they had like, like nine we scripts available. It. I'm I'm willing to bet, depending on what Xbox yeah. said. Yeah, they're like, we we got this. <laughs> There's no problem here. Because the Xbox came out and said that they were going to be the media box instead of the gaming box. Always online required. Connect. Yep. Okay, awesome. Yep. Thank you. And and there is the video. I didn't put it on my list, but there is the video of uh, Shuhei and was it Adam Boys mm-hmm. that were sharing. It was the how to share games on PlayStation. Yep. And it was you just it was them just handing the disc from one person to another because Xbox came out and said oh, that I they were going to. They were going to have DRM protection, mm-hmm. so you wouldn't be able to use... Like, it was basically going to erase used games as a concept. You weren't mm-hmm. going to be able to play them. You and that was 1,000%, and... I think, not an Xbox thing. That was a Microsoft thing. I mean, DRM, yeah. that's the kind of stuff you see in, like, company emails. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing, about the, the thing about the always online is I don't think that that would be a big... I don't think there's going to be a big... Mm. Well, there's not anymore. Going to, I, there would not be a big stink about it if it got announced today. If it got announced no. during this this next generation that we're going into, I feel like the majority of gamers are able to have are able to check in one in twenty four hours to have that online connection. I know that there's exceptions with different countries and like rural areas, but I think that it wouldn't be as big of a deal as it was when Xbox came out and said that you were going to have to do it. And like, this is the way it's going to be. <laughs> this is the way. This is the way. This yeah. is the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we went to making it with it, but yeah. Um... <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, that was, if we're going to talk about an E3 that just really solidified PS4's grasp on this current generation, it had to be that. I mean, okay, yeah. Xbox just tanked with okay. We're not. This is not a gaming machine. This is your DVR too. Like yeah. Like no, I'm not trying to buy a damn TiVo with my Xbox. I just want my Xbox. And then yeah, they slam dunked on them because they went after. And it's always the people who go after that have you know the most sharp responses. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I don't think, like, obviously, if PlayStation had come out and said all the stuff that Xbox said, I think Xbox might have been able to adapt in some way to come out and slam dunk on PlayStation. I think it was just the fact that they came out and PlayStation read the room that this is not what people want. Oh, yeah. And they already sort of didn't have that plan in place. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, if if Xbox went second, I mean, Uncle Phil, yeah, like, he would have changed everything on the fly, I think. Well, it wasn't Phil. It was, uh, oh, what was yeah, his yeah. name? Matrick. What, I don't remember his first name. It was the either. other, it was the guy that basically left after the, yeah. after that happened and he Xbox did. failed. Yeah. Or not failed. And that's, that's really harsh. It, Xbox did not bad. fail. They're making I mean, another console. Xbox definitely didn't fail, <laughs> but they, they messed up really bad at the beginning. Yeah. But let's just say they're setting themselves up for some awesome success in this next generation. 
So, and I really, I'm, I'm hoping that I don't tune in tomorrow and see PlayStation come out and say the exact same things <laughs> and try mess yeah. up their announcement because we don't know basically anything about their next console. Let me, like, do you think this is going to be a, a generational skip? And then we see that PlayStation hubris if they get cocky, so they try and get fancy. I mean, we already know they're fucked up hard drive size. I, 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 <laughs> Again, I, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's fucked up. I think that they are. It's less than I a terabyte it, for potentially eight K games at some point. I think I think that they have calculated how much space that the OS takes up. They're I think they're being too transparent is what I think is the problem with saying that it's eight hundred and eighty gigs or twenty five gigs or whatever it was. They're saying that like it's gonna say one terabyte on the box and I guarantee you that. Oh, PS five yeah. is gonna say one terabyte hard drive. But 1, they're saying that the OS takes up that much space. But you yeah. can't say that it's gonna take up this space for the entire life cycle of this of this system. It takes up that much at launch, and then every update after that is sub- subsequently going to add to it. I mean, I, I have to do like a half a gig update. It feels like every three weeks with my Xbox. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. Well, yeah. I digress. <laughs> find out, find out. Watch our live reactions and see how yesterday, upset I get. Please watch or it how, yesterday. Or how? Or how? Or how you get. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing. These reactions, dude. Like this I'll, is. I'll either be yelling out of anger or yelling out of happiness. <laughs> yeah. You and Katie probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just scream. We're a PlayStation household over here. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> is it my Back now? to Eve. Uh, I think it. No, I think it's mine, right? Because Mill just went and he yeah, asked us Mil. about the Mil. PS4 yeah, yeah. event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So then it's me, then it's Brady. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I will talk about an, a moment that actually didn't hit me the first time I watched it, but it just hit me rewatching this event, which is the Final Fantasy VII remake announcement. Mm. Which one? <laughs> The 2015 conference announcement, the which was, announcement. I think, yeah, that was the first real one. I believe 2014 or 2013, they kind of trolled people where mm-hmm. Square showed up to PlayStation's conference yep. and they talked about Final Fantasy VII and then they showed that they were porting, they're porting the classic Final Fantasy VII to PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. But... This one I just watched and it actually hit me like a lot harder now that I've played the game where I was like, hell yeah, like let's get Final Fantasy VII Remake. Even though that was the first Final Fantasy VII game I actually, or Final Fantasy game in general I actually got into. And it actually like gave me chills. I was like, why is this affecting me? It did not affect me the first time I watched it. Well, because you've actually got invested in it and you know why people were hyped. Yeah, and one thing I wanted to point out is that it, the cutscenes and that kind of stuff that they showed look very different to how things actually ended up looking in the game. And Probably that actually it. made me think... Yeah, that made me think about how E3 basically is that, where we get shown these clips, like these segments of games, and they kind of like, looking back at them, they look kind of shitty compared to how the games mm-hmm. actually came out. Yep. Where... Game. I thought you were going to go a different route with that. I thought you were going to say that the clips they showed you was better than the game itself. Like, no. Like, no. I, 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 I think people, like... for the most part, try to avoid Puddlegate. 
Like, under-promise, yeah. over-deliver. I yeah. think that definitely was the case of games a decade ago, around that point, where they would show CG trailers. I think there's the infamous uh, Killzone 2 uh. example, where Killzone showed, like, this gorgeous CG trailer. Three announcement, and then the game didn't look anything like that, because, or maybe it was Killzone 3, but one of those two, and it didn't mm-hmm. look anything like that, because running on PS2 or PS3 hardware. <laughs> And how much can you blame on PS3 or like, like they that? got pushed? You can't lie to people <laughs> about what our game looks like. Mm-hmm. Now there's a distinct difference between gameplay or in-engine footage. They'll have the little text at the bottom, or they'll have like cinematic cinematic trailers where it's definitely not running in engine. It's just like a CGI thing that they created to show kind of like mm-hmm. concept of what the game will be. Yep. So, I, I feel like I'm going to steal, I might steal something from Lanky on this one. Um, 2016, I believe, Sony conference, uh-huh. when Kojima came out and yep. showed Death Stranding. Me. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? Yep. Because this was what, I mean, 2016. So, that's fairly recent from the Konami breakup, right? What was that? 2015? Maybe. Uh, yeah, it had to be twenty fifteen because that's when that's when Metal Gear Solid Five came out, and okay, that so was the year after right that. around the yep. That was yeah, the year after that. So I mean, we're talking about one of the best game directors slash story writers. You know, I think of well, I shouldn't say our generation because our generation is the only one that's really had video games their whole lives. Um, but. With how ugly that went, and to see him treated like fucking royalty at E3 at Sony's conference, like that just that just warms your heart, like didn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. And Game Awards where Jeff Keighley well, like Jeff referred his to his best friend, and Jeff Keighley Jeff Keighley brought him out, and the whole crowd went standing ovation. Nah. Or not when announced, but when Kojima like they talked about. I think. Oh no! Wait. Never mind. I have that mistaken. So Game Awards, after that happened, Jeff Keighley mentioned that Kojima wasn't going to be able to be there because Konami wouldn't let him go. And that was for Metal Gear Solid. That was for Metal Gear Solid 5. And the crowd went nuts, booing. Like, booing Konami. I'm surprised (laughs) Konami's still even a thing. Like, how haven't they, like, renamed or rebranded after all this? It's the pachinko machines, man. They make them money. People (laughs) got a game. Yeah, but I mean, like, he goes from Metal Gear Solid Five to being booted from Konami. You know, one of the best writers, best directors, whatever, what have you. Silent Hill PT, or Silent Hill, whatever it is, Norman Reedus doesn't get made because of this this divorce, basically. And then mm-hmm. Norman Reedus goes and go and does Death Stranding for Kojima Productions or Kojima Studios, whatever it's called. And Production. There it is. Okay. And. Obviously, you see the winner of this whole breakup, and it is Hideo Kojima, excuse me, without a doubt. And I love the fact that he seems like he's one of the nicest guys in the world. He's one of the most polite guys in the world. And just how he got effed over to see him being treated, like I said, like royalty at E3 because he really is video game royalty, that you see that it's not people aren't on the side of the company. They're on the side of the creator. And that, that, yeah. 
that to me that was, that was awesome. So, yeah. yeah, and to that point, like of him being royalty, like you don't see many games go out there other than maybe now Naughty Dog with like Neil. I was Druckmann. gonna say Neil Druckmann is like you, the only other comparison right now. You don't maybe Corey Barlog now that God of War true. came out, true, 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 but true. you don't see people say when a when Activision puts out a game, you don't say like, oh, that's this person's game, like company making this game. Like this is Hideo Kojima. Hideo Kojima game is how most of his games start. Mm-hmm. Like it's his name, it's even like though Spike there's, Lee, there's like a Spike Lee joint. It's a, it's a Hideo Kojima game. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's obviously like a huge team working on it. It's not just him. He's not a one man team, Yeah, but he has that much reputation behind his name that, mm-hmm to see him be like treated like that the whole i think like a lot of not the whole but a lot of the gaming industry kind of like backed him up and was like oh, we yeah. we got you <laughs> i mean you, cool were, you, were talk, you were talking about uh cory and god of war i mean like if you try and think of any other studio heads owners directors i mean the next closest one is like what tim schaefer who knows their notoriety with their studio and their products i mean like it's, it's hard yeah. to find like the actual people who know or that you can find that hey oh hey you worked on this game i know that you did this so yeah 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 tim schaefer has been around forever just like kojima where they've been in in the industry for like decades Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah it's definitely definitely easy to see where like people can build reputations within the industry and Mm -hmm. their games their games are something you want to pay attention to yeah, like when you see a person's name attached to a game, it's just like when you see a director attached to a name or yeah. a director attached I mean, to a movie. So, I mean, and you know their style. Like Michael Bay, okay, there's going to be a bunch of CG and explosions. <laughs> and The story is going to be non-existent. <laughs> except for Bad Boys 2, one of the greatest movies ever. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bad Boys for Life, baby. Okay. Um, Bad movies ever. It is, okay, oh. best subjective word okay one of the most enjoyable <laughs> movies ever there you go there it is sure. okay i'll accept that. there it is oh thank you i appreciate that <laughs> uh mill do you have any more i was gonna say one more um the reveal not the reveal yeah the proper oh my gosh you just cut out again can you slow that one down Okay, 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 okay. Am I going out? You are cutting out, so let's just take two seconds. Go. The reveal of the Wii in 2006. Ooh, okay. Showed everyone that motion controls were the future of gaming, and this led the wave of that type of gaming, because I know shortly after that, Xbox came out with the Kinect, Oh boy! Huge success. And Huge success. They came out with what was that called? The PlayStation, PlayStation Move. PlayStation Move the with move. your drumsticks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I think that uh, that event um, in E3 was a big turning point as well, too, mm-hmm. for gaming. Um, I mean, of course, we when that came out, dude, that we fucking loved the Wii. Oh yeah, I mean, Wii Sports, Wii Bowling, and they, like that's ninety percent of the reason people bought. A Wii yeah. was just for that one twenty dollar disc. This yeah. Wii Wii tennis, Wii boxing, Wii bowling. I mean, 
how like, I think I mentioned this like week one. How many times would you just like come home like from the bar or something like that? And if you saw a wee, okay, I'm doing wee bowling. Curl <laughs> We're doing wee, bro. It was the, yeah. the number one drunk game or drunk yeah. console. <laughs> number that? one breaker of TVs. Yes. Just like Khalid. <laughs> breaker of TVs. Yeah. Um, yeah, the wee. We, we did a great job of capturing, like, this isn't meant as an insult, but it did a great job of capturing the casual gamer market, mm-hmm. where it's people that aren't going to play, like, maybe they play Call of Duty or Madden or something like that, but they aren't going to play, like, they aren't, they don't consider themselves a gamer. They're, they're, only not locked play, into, they're not locked into a system. Yeah, they only play, like, one or two games a year, maybe, maybe a little bit more, but the Wii did a great job of, like, going to all audiences basically like family they captured that family market too yeah where i've talked about before where at family gatherings my entire family was taking turns playing wii sports or wii sports vacation or whatever the other one was resort 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 was almost like the bone arrow yeah both of those games those were like the first two the main purchases that my parents made when it came to video games they don't they don't care about video games other than that yeah, I mean, well, is which is it the PS2 or the Wii that is still the most sold? PS2, the PS2. Okay, between those two or just overall? Yeah, but, overall. But the reason that the PS2 was the biggest seller was because it was the cheapest DVD player that you could also get sometimes too. So absolutely. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean that—that's real. Like that—that's what it was. No, for real. That—that that is a real reason why that sold so well is because it was a cheap option to play DVDs. Because back in the early two thousands, I mean, if you're gonna drop, what was the PS two two hundred bucks back then, brand new? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you'd be you'd be sure. lucky to get like a <laughs> you'd be lucky to get like an eight inch like portable DVD player for that price, unless it's like Black Friday. So, yeah, yeah wow, I mean, I, I never really bought a DVD player at that time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, that's what it was. I mean, that was the early 2000s. That's when the shit was brand new. I mean, just like when CD players came out, they were $800 in like the late 70s, early 80s, whatever it was. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yep. but, but the Wii, I, for, for what the Wii was, it's everything the Wii U wasn't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I love I love the original Wii. The, I mean, the, the, Monopoly, the Monopoly game on the original Wii is the best Monopoly console game ever. And I will say this till I go to my grave because I don't think I ever played that. I mean, well, okay. So one, like the, well, fuck what they got, not the joy cons, the wand, whatever they are. Unchecked. Well, I know. Yeah. But they had the speaker built in and they would like, we make a bunch of sounds and all kinds of stuff. You could shake the dice, all that kind of stuff that you would oh, yeah, expect from like that. a motion control. Yeah. But my, yeah. my favorite thing was they had different boards. Like, it wasn't all just, okay, some generic-ass thing. We're going from Baltic to Broadway. They had, like, 13 different uh, boards and worlds, and they were named differently. They looked different and all that kind of stuff. And it just added a different gameplay. Like, uh, if you wanted to go play in an ice world, you can. You could go play in a fucking cheese world if you wanted to. Like, they had a bunch of different things, so it wasn't repetitive. And that's what that's one thing Monopoly sure as fuck is, is repetitive. And the fact that they added some kind of continuity and the replayability of it, that's why I like. I, I, I will still claim Monopoly on Wii, best Monopoly game that is not, you know, the actual board game. So huh. don't at me. Actually, at me. Fuck you. At me. <laughs> he, said, he said, fuck it. At me. At me. At him. C- 
Come at me, bro. He told people to add me, so you have to add him. <laughs> All right. I'll add, I'll add both of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. All right. Is it my turn? Yeah. All right. So this is one I'm, I'm surprised that Lanky did not have on his list. It is Nintendo. The My list re- isn't over, so calm down, okay? Okay. <laughs> you said you only had PlayStation in the pre-show. I only so. had PlayStation. <laughs> I uh, I believe this is 2004. Yep. The release of Reggie, the guy who would single-handedly <laughs> revamp Nintendo America and bring it back to the promised land. We're not counting the Wii U. But if it from now on, like if you ever think of Nintendo and you put a face with it, if it's not Miyamoto, it is probably going to be Reggie until uh about Reggie, okay. how do you say his last name? Fizeme. Fizeme? Yeah, Fizeme. <laughs> yep. Yep. I don't know how to say it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um but he's one of the coolest dudes that you ever seen. He looks like he's the nicest guy. He is a giant of a man. Like he probably would make me like feel small. And he, he was the face of Nintendo from 04 till two years ago, one year ago. Uh, last year, I believe. Last year, okay. So tw- we'll, we'll say 2019, 2018, wiggle room, whatever, <laughs> plus one margin of error. Um, now he's going to save GameStop, right? Right? No. I'm sorry, GameStop. <laughs> oh, yeah, GameStop, don't add us and give us that kind of publicity. Please don't GameStop, do that. Please don't add us. Please don't share our podcast. We yeah, don't please don't do anything. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, please don't sue us, and then we gain 100,000 followers, and then we still win the court battle because you can't pay for your lawyers. Um, <laughs> if you know someone with GameStop social media access, share this. <laughs> Except for that last, like, 10 seconds I just said. Whatever. Um <laughs> But I think that it was awesome because when you think of Nintendo, you obviously think of a hyper Japanese company and you don't have that many uh, like American, you know, we'll say, or like Western faces um, that can speak to us and how we need to be spoken to. Because, I mean, let's just talk about how Nintendo, Nintendo's very different kind of press conferences than what Sony, America and Xbox do. I think when Reggie came in, he was able to kind of break that barrier of how a Japanese market gets into modern America without, you know, like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and just being like one of the first ones to create a console. Like, am I wrong on that one? No. no, I don't think so. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, he was definitely, he was right time at the right place because 2004, we were priming up for what, the GameCube? 2004. Oh no, 2004. I we were believe. damn near. We were almost to the, Wii. to the Wii. Yeah, because yeah. Wii was 2006. Yeah, Wii was 2006, 2006. Yeah, because yeah. I worked that Black we, we Friday. We knew about it 2005 though, 2004, but we, it wasn't until okay. 2006. Whatever it was, I worked that Black Friday right before the Wii came out because I was a Best Buy that time. That's how I remember it, and the lines upon lines. Um, but yeah, I and mean, Reggie, love you, dude. Reggie. Shout out to Reggie. My body is Reggie. <laughs> oh, hey, guys, shake. What did he say? My uh, body is Reggie. It's a meme. Oh, is it? Yeah. Instead of is. instead of my body is ready, people say my body is Reggie. Whenever oh, there's like body. a Nintendo, whenever there's like a Nintendo Direct or anything like that. Uh, is your body telling you yes? 
about tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. My body. No, I was going to R. Kelly. I was going to R. Kelly with it. My body is telling me yes about tomorrow. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so once so again, for anybody code. that uh, maybe didn't catch our live reacts, check the VOD for yesterday, and then as of to time see how sad I am. Okay, so quick snapshot, your number one prediction, and then this will prove true on Friday or not. Number one, other prediction. than price, prediction? other than price, like your number I, one hype moment or prediction. Number one hype moment is different than my one number one prediction. Okay, let's if get both want, of them. Do you want my them. number one lock prediction? Let's get both of them. Okay, my lock Horizon Two comes out in the first six months. Yeah, it, I believe. That. I honestly, I would be surprised if it's that's not the at lock. Launch. Of, that's the lock. Yeah, if it's not at launch, I would be surprised. But it has to be within the first six months. There's no way because there's nothing else they have. Yeah, my top would be that. This is the Gatorade Kojima, get hype moment. My Gatorade get hype moment would be a Metal Gear Solid remake from Blue Point, or Kojima is working on a Metal Gear game. That's not good. Well, the only way that can happen is if Sony bought the rights to Metal Gear from Konami. We don't know if they did or not. There was just rumors. I want that to happen too. But I have tomorrow, I have a feeling tomorrow will be the perfect day. To tomorrow morning it. they announce the deal. Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> All right. Does anybody have any other ones they want to go through here? Uh, I don't have any. Like you got another uh, one the only, to wrap the only us up one here. I have, the only one I have left is again not really a favorite moment, but it's a moment that I remember. Is the Uncharted Four uh, bugging out in PlayStation's 2015 conference when oh, they that. were showing gameplay of Uncharted Four and the something happened where the controller wasn't being responsive or the oh, game wasn't being responsive yeah. and goes like hey nate we got to go this way or something like that and he just stands he just stands there and doesn't move for a good second good uh good couple of, like seconds or minute almost up to like a minute or two yeah. and like you they turn up i think they had the mic uh the stage mics turned up and you could hear the audience like cheering for them rather than like like they're not gonna like boo them because yeah. like they know that they know that there's technical difficulties and they don't blame them for it. They're just like, hey, like start it again. And like, they it's gonna, restart. Like, we're still going to get what we want. Like we're yeah. sitting here. Yeah. And they restart. I think they like restart the checkpoint or just restart the game or something like that. And then it works. And mm -hmm. it's it was it was such a cool moment. And then it was Solidarity. very cool. As I've talked about previously, it was very cool of them. They have a trophy where they, where if you get to that part of the game, if you just stand still for, I think it's like 20 or 30 seconds, you get a trophy and it's called <laughs> Stage Fright. Yeah. And it's about like, it's, and I don't remember what the description is exactly. I just got it yesterday because I just platinum that game, but it's, was it that was number so 99, cool. 99, right? And then it the... was 99. Last of Us Part Two, number 100. So as are you as... going to be streaming uh, your Last of Us 2 play-alongs, or is that going to be a private thing? I think I'm going to keep the first playthrough private. I hope that there's a second playthrough. I don't want people to spoil it, obviously, with yeah. like how heavy spoilers are out there. 
Yeah, if sure. there's a trophy for different difficulties, which I assume there will be, yeah, like the first be. game, yeah. then I'll I'll probably stream a second playthrough and just talk go. about talk about my favorite parts. All right, sounds yeah. good. Anything can't else? Wait, baby. Anything else for the <laughs> week that would have been E3 and our favorite moments? That's all I got. Honestly, okay, I have a question before we uh, end it. Do you guys think that there's going to be an E3 2021? Because yes. I am... Con you said yes? I say yes, but it might be all digital, and they'll do it BlizzCon style and just sell tickets, and you can't, you yeah, cannot yeah. co-stream it on Twitch because you cannot co-stream uh, BlizzCon. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Prediction uh, 2021? Is do, that you, that do you think there's going to be an E3 for 2021? Do you think they're going to come back? They had to cancel this year, and... I am conflicted personally because uh, I feel like it's cheaper and they get more eyes on putting announcements and conferences and stuff on the, like that on YouTube or like on Twitch or something like that. Yeah. I feel like the companies save a lot of money by just doing it themselves mm -hmm. and they get more eyes because it's people tuning in just for that event. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like corona's kind of messed it up this year where not like obviously getting e3 canceled but it's also caused people to scramble for what their event what their plans are going to be for how to announce their stuff that they weren't able oh, to yeah, announce because this is like two, people have yeah. two three-year marketing plans like yeah like if 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 it isn't back to how it used to be i do think they'll go blizzcon style but maybe a little bit more limited where it will be a hand like two or three like big ballrooms and then some people can't attend but those are just gonna be like industry insiders maybe you know yeah like you know ign's or whatever it's going to be but then if you want to buy a ticket and watch all the live streams they will stagger it out you know just like blizzcon oh. kind of does and then they'll have a, diff a couple different ballrooms um so like, the people that attend can go play games or something like that but it this has been changed forever it's not going to be the the frenzy that it was if it is the same thing next year we're going so <laughs> yeah, yeah i think i think it would still be the, i think it'd be back to normal for next year um i hope it is like i want that frenzy just, yeah, yeah. I want like, like you said, they have people have a two, three year marketing plan. I think they are what they are, what their plans for announcements for Xbox or PlayStation, what their plans for announcements for 2021. It's probably already been set. Like they they already have they already probably have games yeah. that they're working on now for next year that they're gonna you know oh, yeah. that they're ready to announce. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I think it'll go back to normal next year. I don't think it's good. Just Corona's gonna ruin it. You know, for no. years to come. Yeah, you know, people I'm might change. People might change how they release things, but I don't yeah. think it's going to go away from the the normal frenzy that it used to be. It just yeah. might be a little bit more safe, or I don't know. I don't know the right word to use, but a little bit more streamlined. What, however you want to say, it. you know what I'm trying to get at. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think they might like obviously hopefully coronavirus isn't as big of a threat as it is right like as it is in our country right yeah. now uh, by that time next year this time next year because it would have been this week um but yeah i could definitely see them maybe holding a physical event if they reduce occupancy by a mm -hmm. lot 
like obviously they're not going to be able to have thousands of people in the same area. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're not going to allow they might... like Xbox and PlayStation to go rent arenas across the street. Like they have to be in this ballroom and that's it. Yeah. It's going to be like strictly controlled mm-hmm. by by the uh ESA. Yep. 1000%. But... I I just think it's they... going to be it's going to be tighter. I'm not going to say it's going to not going to be there at all, but it's definitely going to be more regulated. So, yeah. I will say that, like, because I'm conflicted, I will say that I would not be surprised if there isn't an E3 next year. Mm-hmm. I know that they announced that there's going to be they when they announced that they were canceling E3 2020, they said, "We'll see you next year at E3 2021." But I genuinely would not be surprised if they aren't able to hold it next year. Oh yeah, I agree with that. I just think that now that they are already planning, like, okay, by this deadline, if this if it's still a thing, then we're going to go all digital and go from there. I think there will yeah. be an E3 week. It's just, will there be an E3 event? Yeah. So if there isn't an E3 event where it's, you know, thousands of people flocking to, you know, to the stadiums and stuff, I, th- I believe it will be all digital. And, they'll, and then they'll yeah. go BlizzCon style. So yeah, just, you know, hey, pay us $100 for a ticket. You just can't co-stream. Like everybody else does, they always do their live reacts to E3 or whatever, you know, kind of funny. What's good games, Funhouse, they do all that kind of stuff. But BlizzCon, you can't, you can't restream it. Like you pay for a ticket, and that gets you access to it. You can do a watch along, but that's it. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, but thank you everybody. That has been <laughs> this week's Real Cold Games Cast. Thank you very much for joining us this week. I've been Brady. That's been Alex. That's been Mill. And once again, we appreciate and love all the support you folks do. You know, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share with your friends, do whatever you want to do. Follow us on all the social medias. Peep the new logo. Matt Ferguson, once again, thank you very much. That's amazing. And Mill yeah. will be coming up with some new merch for the store with that mother on there. So Stay we will tall. see. So we I got will some see ideas of brewing. <laughs> like a witch. <laughs> all right but what (laughs) that little cackle just threw me off oh my gosh all right thank thank you everybody it's been fun we'll see you next time thank you Uh, start with them game oh (laughs) start with them game